In today's show, we look ahead to Wednesday. There are eight games in the NBA. We look at what we're watching for. We look at who we can stream. We look at value over the next four days. And we hear from Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here. And it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore bball. On TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're going to look at these eight games. We've got streaming options. We're going to look at what we're watching for, injury updates, all of that stuff. Warnie. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, first game is. Oh, yeah, it's them. It's the Orlando Magic. They're going to Detroit to take on the Pistons. The Magic are three and a half point favorites. It is a back-to-back for Orlando. They're playing the Lakers, I believe it is, on Tuesday. We know that Chumura KK is out. We know John Isaac is out. We know that Isaiah Livers is out. What we don't know is the status of Jalen Suggs. I'm just going to assume that he's out with this injury that they won't tell us jack shit about and label as soreness, even though he's been out four weeks. That's sick. Awesome. Great. Love it. Thanks for being transparent with everything, Orlando. You're dominating us with all this news. I just can't keep up with the information you're giving us. It's so hard to keep track when you give us such factual and timely reporting. Suggs, I would guess, is out again, but who knows, honestly. And John Isaac, again, maybe we're going for five years on an ACL recovery. He's still ramping up, guys. Still ramping up. I'm sure we'll be back soon. For the Pistons, uh, Marvin Bagley, Missed last game with an illness. With him out, that did impact a lot because they didn't play Nerlens Noel. They just went to Stewart. More minutes as the backup center. More minutes for Duran as a starter. And that meant Sadiq Bay played more at the four. So that is important to know. What we want to watch on the Magic is Wendell Carter Jr. Number one, is he going to play on the back-to-back? He's only played one game back since returning from the plantar fascia issue. He played 19 minutes on Friday. Does he play in the back-to-back? And what do his minutes look like? Does he start over Wagner? Or is the Mo Wagner uh, sal height Salho window going to remain open? I think it probably does. I think there's a decent chance Carter does not play on Wednesday, and we want to watch that. I also want to watch Cole Anthony, whose production and minutes are all over the shop. Look at his last five games. 29, 22, 20, 23, 31 minutes. Some great games in there, some terrible games in there. I find it hard to trust him in a 12-team category league. Probably find it hard to trust him in a 12-team points league. But we always just want to continue to get more data. I don't think there's any chance of him regularly playing more minutes than Markel Fultz. I think he will do it on some nights, for sure. And Fultz will have some struggles. But the general rule will be Fultz 30, Anthony 24, 25. So let's see what happens. Because it was great, Cole Anthony last game. It was bad, Markel Fultz. Let's see if anything changes here. For the Pistons, we do want to watch Elf Stewart. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. Because it's undoubtedly he was really good the last game. 30 big, 38 minutes, I think he played. Um, scored well. But we know that the majority of the season, he's been nowhere near the top 140. Like, he hasn't been there. And the minutes have been like 28, 29. Now, if Bagley is out, that does improve the value of Stewart, it appears. But overall, I don't think he's a must-roster guy. But you'd want to stream him in if we do hear that Bagley's out. 
I'm also interested in Killian Hayes, who's played 34, 31, and 35 minutes the last three games, and they've taken Corey Joseph out of the rotation, which is a blessing to everybody. That gives a little bit more faith for Hayes. It doesn't allow Dwayne Casey to you know, go to his safety blanket of one of the worst players. In the- Imagine having a safety blanket that's one of the NBA's worst players. Man, we're really in trouble. Let's go to someone worse. And that's what he's been doing with Corey Joseph. But at least he's made that decision now, which gives Hayes a little bit more um, scope. Instead of a 27 or 28-minute night, we get 32-33. And that does help his value. Let's see if they stick with that in this one. Let's go to the next one. It is the Suns and the Wizards. Both of these teams are on a back-to-back. The news on Devin Booker isn't great. He has returned back to Phoenix um, for evaluation on his groin. So they are on a, what, five-game road trip? not including Christmas. So the next five games are on the road. I think it's relatively safe to assume that he's going to miss most of those if he is if he's back in Phoenix. Like maybe he rejoins the team. I, I think, you know, our you know, I think we're gonna have doubts about that. But that's where we're at with Booker. We know Landry Shamit is going to miss Tuesday's game. Um but will he play? Cameron Payne is also out on Tuesday. Will he play? We don't know that. And for the Wizards well, Denny Avdia is questionable for Tuesday, so his status has got to be in some doubt for Wednesday's game as well. So for the Suns, we want to watch Landry Shamit. We also want to watch Damian Lee, because if Shamit doesn't play, we know Booker's not playing, then Lee is going to get an opportunity for some big minutes. It's also, I think, going to help Tory Craig. It means that Josh Okoge can push down a little bit more. It's going to impact Mikhail Bridges as well. More shots, but they're not going in, so that might actually be negative for him. But we'll see how that impacts Lee, Okoge, Tory Craig. Craig and Lee... And Shamit, if you want to take that flight, they are worth 12-team league ads with the situation with Booker at the moment, which I, I do believe Booker's missing the rest of this week. And again, sent back to Phoenix for evaluation. I don't think he's joining them on this road trip. For the Wizards, it is a back-to-back for them as well. So I want to see whether D'Lon Wright A plays and how much he plays. We saw last game Wright was back, so Jordan Goodwin was out of the rotation. They also didn't play Will Barton, and then we heard that he had a back problem, but he's off the injury report. Does he get into the mix at all? And then I also want to watch Kyle Kuzma, whose minutes have been very, very high. In fact, 38, 39, 36, 39, 40, 37, 34, 37. They're big, big numbers. They're huge numbers. Will he continue to play that much? Is it fueled by absences to Beal and Porzingis and Avdia? Because that's been the case over those last two weeks. What does he actually settle into if this team is healthy? And what does his production look like? That is a key question, I think, that we do need to ask. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy, but it's daily fantasy made easy. Instead of putting together lineups with salary caps, you just go in there on the player projections and you say, well, more or less. Kyle Kuzma, 20 and a half points, more or less. Easy. You go to Monte Morris, five and a half assists, more or less. You go to Damian Lee, two and a half three pointers, more or less. And you get two to six of those individual player projections. You put them together into one entry and you can win up to 25 times your entry feedback. You can do those entries in 30 US states, over 30 US states, in fact. You can do it in Canada and you can do it in under 60 seconds. But it's not just the NBA. You can do it for NFL. You can do it for college basketball, for college football while that's still going. You can do it for soccer or, you know, Football, depending on where you're from. Don't want to insult anybody with that. You can do it for PGA, MMA, boxing, disc golf, the GOAT. All of those sports are available over on PricePix. So download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code LOCKEDON at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. 
Nets Hawks. The Nets are four and a half point favorites. This is a back-to-back for Atlanta. Um, Joe Harris is going to be out for Brooklyn. What we don't know is whether Clint Capella or DeAndre Hunter are going to play. Lisa needs braces. Capella is out for Tuesday, but we're going to label him questionable for Wednesday. While Hunter still remains questionable for Tuesday. So on the Brooklyn side of thing, well, we obviously want to watch TJ Warren because last game from Tej was really good. He played big minutes. He scored really well. Now, there's a few things in that game which I'm not really confident in sticking. 27 minutes was one of them. 64% shooting is another one. That's not real to continue. But with Joe Harris out again, with Royce O'Neal sort of wavering, does Warren play 25 a night? I, I don't think it's crazy to expect it. And then we watch to see how he's able to work into that rotation. If you want to add him in 12 10 leagues, I don't think it's a wrong decision. I'm not sure that it's going to pay off. And there's definite risk with it. But as with a lot of these ones, like adding, say, Victor Oladipo when those minutes pushed up, like just take a fly. Let's see what happens. Like adding um, yeah, Ty Stones as soon as, as soon as Ja Morant goes down. Like adding Naz Reed when Rudy Gobert goes down. And then somehow his value is stuck. We'll talk about him a bit, bit more later. Like you just try it and see what happens. That's what's having a waiver spot is for, what taking a flyer on the end of your bench is for, to see what happens. You know, taking a flyer on an Austin Rivers probably isn't as useful, but Tony Warren, you can sort of see the outlines of how it can stick. I also want to watch Royce O'Neal because he's been looked bad for a while. He did play 36 minutes last game with Harrison Curry out, but Curry is going to return. So does Royce? if Royce goes back to 30 minutes, then he's not a 12-team league player. And his last four games prior to playing 36 against the Cavs were 32, 32, 27, and 28. Now, granted, the 27 and 28 were blowout wins against the Warriors and the Bucks, And in those games, even Durant and Kyrie played fewer minutes. Well, Kyrie didn't play in one of those games. But we want to see the pattern of Royce O'Neal's minutes. For the Hawks, I want to watch Johnny Collins. Just any glimpse of anything changing. I really doubt that. But even since he's returned, he hasn't really hit 30 minutes yet. I think he will hit it pretty soon. But we haven't gotten there just yet with him. And how that... Um, how that goes, I think he's going to be you know, it's obviously really important to his future value. And how much do they play him at center? Because they're playing him at center with Capella out a little bit. And then how that carries over and impacts someone like an Anyeka Okongwu. With Hunter questionable, I want to watch AJ Griffin. How AJ Griffin's playing time looks. He's It's gone down 28, 25, 21, 21 the last four games. But his last two games in those 21 minutes have been really good. And people have added him. I don't know about that as a 12-team league option. But when looking for three-point streams and for point streams, he can do something there. I think it's worth at least considering. The next game is the Lakers and the Heat. This is a back-to-back for the Lakers. We know that Anthony Davis is out. We know Omar Yetzevin is out for the Heat. We know the undertaker, Dwayne Dedman, is also out. And then the big ones is Bam Adebayo is questionable. Jimmy Butler is questionable. Kyle Lowry is off the injury report. Gabe Vincent is questionable, and then you got Caleb Martin probable. But with Bam still questionable with the illness, like we saw last game, there's no there's no Deadman there, so there's a big opportunity. We'll talk about that in a sec. Let's talk Lakers. I want to watch Dennis Schroeder, not because I love watching him play, but just to see if he can convince me to be a 12-team league guy. Streamer, sure. Points league streamer, sure. Must-roster player, I, I don't think so. I think Austin Reeves has got more of a chance of being a must-roster player, so we get another opportunity to watch him as he gets his 30 minutes a night, every night, even though he comes off the bench. And I think he's top 100 over the last two weeks, which is useful and obviously useful enough. Can that stick? I don't know. There's just a lot of names in there. Walker and Schroeder and Beverly and Reeves and Westbrook. And Westbrook's numbers have been down of late, and that's enabled Reeves and Beverly to step their game up. For the Heat, what we do want to watch is Orlando Robinson. Because last game, he was great. He played big minutes coming off the bench behind Little Chungus, Nikola Jovic. 
But if Bam is out, then I'm grabbing Orlando Robinson. I've got no problem with that for a one-game stream. It's not a must-roster situation, and it's maybe not even a must-grab here because if Bam plays, Robinson probably doesn't even see the court. But we do want to pay attention. I also want to watch uh, Tyler Hero. Because as detailed on the buy low, sell high show earlier today, he's hitting over five threes per game over his last seven games. He's playing 39 minutes a game. And if Butler is out again, there's another opportunity to add to that resume for him to be a sell high player. So let's see what the status of him looks like. If Butler's out or in, can those threes continue? Will he continue that strong stretch? I don't know, but we want to watch that. Bucks and Bulls. The Bucks are five-point favorites. Middleton is out again. Jesus Christ. That's frustrating. Derek Jones Jr. is doubtful. Lonzo Ball is out, while Alex Caruso is questionable and Javante Green is questionable. On the Bucks side of things, Bobby Portis is losing a lot of value. He's not a drop yet, but it might get there. It is falling way off for him. And I also want to watch Joe Ingles, who minutes every game, 15, 16, 17, 19. I don't think that Joe Ingles is becoming a 12-team league player, but the more minutes that he gets, the more it impacts Grayson Allen, Javon Carter, um, even Bobby Portis. So watching the Ingles-Portis minutes interplay, watching Ingles' role, does he move into a three-point assists streamer option? Well, I think he could. He's looking solid enough. For the Bulls, I want to watch Patrick Williams because his minutes have been way up. It does help that Javonte Green is out. But they've got a really strong schedule coming up, and I want to see how he is utilized because Patrick Williams' minutes, 37, 37, and 40 the last three games. That is a 12-team league guy, and it's worth taking a flyer because of those high minutes and because of the upcoming schedule. Now, Javante Green might play, and Williams might have four points in 30 minutes and be useless. But the trend is there. The opportunity is there. The games played are there to take a crack at that. With Caruso... Uh, still questionable. Kobe White was the guy that got the minutes, not Desumu last game. 29 for White, 23 for Desumu. The game prior, it was Desumu over White. But White's a better shooter. He's a better scorer. He's probably at his peak, he's a better fantasy player. I don't think that he's necessarily a stream, but he's at least on the radar for us if Caruso is ruled out. Which, of course, at this point, we don't know. But what I do know is that today's episode is brought to you by betonline.net, your number one source for all sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for all professional and amateur leagues out there, including the NFL, college football, college basketball, and the NBA. They've got it all at betonline.net. We look at week 17 in the NFL, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're pushing to the playoffs. They're four-point favorites against the Texans, who are on a winning streak of one. Do you think the Jaguars can get it done? Get themselves into the playoffs? What a remarkable story that would be. But all of the odds for Week 17, whatever game you want to check out, it's all over at betonline.net, the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Don't forget to gamble responsibly. The next game we look at is the Wolves and the Pelicans. The Pelicans are eight-point favorites in this one. Um, out is Carl Anthony Towns. We don't know about a lot of the Wolves guys who have all been out for a while here. Kyle Anderson... Well, actually, a few of them have just been updated. Kyle Anderson's officially questionable, but Prince and McLaughlin are both out. So that has just been recently updated. On the um, Pelicans side, a lot of guys were out for them last game, but Zion is probable, Trey Murphy is probable, and Dyson Daniels are probable. So they're likely back. What we don't know is Herb Jones dealing with COVID and Brandon Ingram with the toe issue. Is he ever going to return? They are questions we don't know. Well, yeah, actually, I know the answer to that. Is Ingram ever going to return? Yes. When they return, I don't know. And whether they play in this game, I don't know. Now, Naz Reed has been putting up some really, really big numbers. In fact, he was a much better player than Rudy Gobert last game somehow. 
but we also have, haven't really seen what it means for him to get those minutes in a game that Kyle Anderson and Rudy Gobert both play. That just, that just hasn't happened. The last time that we saw those guys both play in a game, Reed played 18 minutes and 20 minutes. And that was a game, that were games that D'Angelo Russell was out. So Reed is worth streaming. He's they're playing the two bigs together a lot. But if Kyle Anderson is there, how does that impact Naz? Grab him, run with him, see what happens. Austin Rivers is playing really big minutes. He's had some good games and some bad games. I think if Anderson's out, you could consider streaming him in a like 14-team league, but I wouldn't feel good about doing it in a 12. But let's watch his role. Then on the Pelicans, it's been two really good games in a row for Jackson Hayes. Okay, that's good. But that's with Zion out. Do we think that Jackson can play a rotation role if Zion and Murphy are back like we expect? And if Herb and Ingram play? Like, there's almost no way, yeah? But let's see. Has he done enough in those two games to make Willie Green think, oh, maybe I need to play him. And then if he does play... That's going to have an impact on someone like Larry Nance and someone like Trey Murphy. As for Nance, his first game back, he played 19 minutes in a blowout. We know that his minutes are lower in blowouts. That happens all the time. But watching the Nance, Valanciunas minutes into play, and Nance is a great combo with Zion. So if Zion's not there, the need for Nance isn't as high. Remember that. So I'd expect Nance's minutes to go up. But of course, we want to watch that and see what happens. Jazz Warriors. The Warriors are on a back-to-back here. So Curry and Clay will miss on Wednesday. But will Wiggins play? I don't know. Javante Green is also out. I would think Wiggins probably does miss, but I don't know that. Javante Green is also out for Tuesday, so there's a chance that he misses again on Wednesday. While for the Jazz, it's just Kali Olenek, who's missed the last, what, four games with an ankle sprain. I still believe he's a hold, but he's officially questionable for this game. And then what we want to see there is what that does to Walker Kessler, who last game struggled, didn't play well, had four fouls early on, and that did limit his playing time. I did actually forget to mention that on yesterday's show. I think he's a strong hold, but watching Walker Kessler and Watching Malik Beasley is something to, to pay attention to. Beasley got more minutes than Colin Sexton again. We know what he is. He's a points and threes guy who, if you need that, that's great. If you don't, then what's he doing on your team? So that makes him sort of fringy, but probably should be rostered by somebody. But there's always going to be hot and cold streaks for players like that. Whereas Kessler, again, it is a bit of a cold streak for him at the moment. And he probably moves back to the bench of Linux returns, but we need to watch that. For the Warriors, my expectation is no clay, also no Wiggins. So John Kaminga probably gets a start. Does that make him streamable? It definitely puts him on the radar. Now, I'd much rather his teammate, Dante DiVincenzo, who played really well, really well on Christmas and has a solid role. But say Wiggins does return, like where does DiVincenzo fit? Well, I guess we don't really know because Clay will be out, so DiVincenzo will just start there. But his role as we move forward is going to be one that we need to pay attention to. The Nuggets and the Kings. It's the last game of the day. Both of these teams are on a back-to-back. We know Jeff Green is out. What we don't know is DeMontis Sabonis. I do not think DeMontis Sabonis is going to play on Tuesday, but he's still officially listed questionable. I think there's a risk that he doesn't play Wednesday as well. Give those two games off to rest, but we will find out. Um, And then Aaron Gordon has popped up for the Nuggets for Tuesday's game with a shoulder issue as questionable, so his status has to be up in the air there too. For the Nuggets, do they play Maga Porter Jr. on the back-to-back? That's going to be the question here because it is a back-to-back. Do they play Jamal Murray on the back-to-back? So we could have real opportunities opening up for Bones Highland, Bruce Brown, Christian Brown, if both Murray and Porter have to sit. Remember, both those guys are just recently back from injury. Um, Murray's was a bit different situation where he had that slight knee irritation, um, but then came back and played you know, 40 minutes in two games in a row. So... Whether they sit Jamal, I don't know. They haven't had a back-to-back for weeks, so we haven't really got an idea of that with Jamal, but we will need to pay attention to see the statuses there. And then what does it mean for Bruce Brown, whose minutes have dropped the last two with Porter back, expectedly? I think he still is a hold, especially for Wednesday. 
but we'll get a better idea over the next couple of games as to how long that can last. In Sacramento, Keegan Murray, we just want a skerrick of consistency. Does Sabonis being out, if he is in fact out, help Keegan Murray? I don't know. Murray's a really tough one to consider a must roster. The potential is clearly there to be a back-end 10th, 11th best player on a fantasy team. But he hasn't hit that for a while. He has some good games and some bad games. Let's see what he's able to do. Well, Kevin Herter has really dropped off. Is he still must roster? Probably. But he's moving closer to Malik Beasley, Tim Hardaway territory than Desmond Bain territory, which he was at the start of the year. So we need to get more data on that and to see whether he actually does remain a must roster player. Looking at streaming options, there's no Wednesday, Thursday back-to-back, by the way. If we're looking at streaming options for Wednesday, these guys are all available in over 50% of leagues. Also, Larry Nance is in that mix too. Dante DiVincenzo, Nazareth Reed, Malik Monk, Austin Reeves, Pat Williams, Lonnie Walker, Bones Highland, under the assumption that Jamal Murray sits. Now, if Murray does not sit, then Highland is not an option. Um, and Contavious Caldwell-Pope is an option there as well. For deeper formats, these guys are all available in 10, well, in 90% of leagues. So you look, Cap Connaughton, uh, Grayson Allen, Dillon Wright, Pat Beverly. Wright may not play, remember that. Beverly's getting good minutes. Damian Lee, if Shamit is out, Damian Lee moves into the standard league stream territory as well. Josh Okogie, Javon Carter, and Jalen Noel, some deeper league streams. And for points leagues, we've got DiVincenzo, Tom Bryant, Marco Fultz, Bruce Brown, Naz Reed, Isaiah Stewart, Malik Monk, Victor Oladipo. The reason Tom Bryant's on the points list and not the category list is I use slightly different cutoffs. I use um, uh, 40% available for points leagues. I use 50% available for category leagues. And Tom Bryant's like at 43% available. So he is a must roster in both, but I've got him there as a stream option for points leagues because of that. I have to have some sort of cutoff, but obviously for me in both formats, he's a, he's a guy to have. And if he's available, add him and see what happens. Now, over the next four days, it's all low-volume days. So I didn't need to specify who I'm adding for low-volume days, but we need to look at what happens over the next four days. Those first five names there, they're guys that you can add for the next five, four, sorry, the next four days. You can add those five players and start them, and their value is there even if the volume isn't as good as some other guys. So we're talking Tom Bryant. The, uh, the cutoff for all this is uh, 40% available, at least. So Tom Bryant, DiVincenzo, Marco Fultz, and Quentin Grimes. This briefcase and this haircut. Those guys, I think, are all top 100 per game over the next four days. They play two games over the next four days, so they should be added. Naz Reed plays three games over the next four days. I think he's startable. The Anderson thing is going to make it a little bit iffy, but I think he's worth having. And then with some schedule value here over the next four nights, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the Bulls and Patrick Williams play three games and his minutes have been up. So that's that's a worthwhile flyer. And then the Pelicans as well. Larry Nance has three games. Trey Murphy has three games. I wouldn't put Jackson Hayes in that mix because I don't think he's going to play necessarily all those games. But yeah, if Herb Jones plays and he's available, then he moves into that zone as well. But three games for the Pelicans, three games for the Bulls over the next four nights. Guys, that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you're here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave those comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.